0: Three things that we're gathered to celebrate at Easter. Number one is the person. The person. Not just the holiday, the holy day, but the person himself, and that's Jesus Christ. Amen. The person who went to the cross. The person who rose from the dead. The person who ever lives to make intercession for us. Glory to God. Not only are we forgiven because of His death, the Bible said we are saved because of His life. His life. His life now that He's risen from the dead. I used to wonder about that. I thought His death did it all. It's finished at the cross. But the Bible said we're saved by His life. And we are, we, we're to have a, a lively hope, which means a living hope. And the reason we have a living hope is because we have a high priest that ever lives because of the resurrection. Every priest died and there had to be a successor to come in. And if he didn't come in, Israel was in big trouble because judgment would fall on them except those particular sacrifices were offered by the high priest once a year. Amen. But we have a high priest that is passed into the heavens that lives forever. He ever lives to make intercession for us. Therefore, Scripture said He's able to save them to the uttermost seeing that He ever lives to make intercession for them. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. I I, I think I put it on our, our Sunday morning service that we put online. Uh, you know the song from Darth, Dar- not Darth Vader, Garth. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking at you and thinking Darth Vader thoughts. Anyway, I got to, I got to look over this one. Garth Brooks, it's a far cry from Darth Vader, but Garth and Darth, they do ride, right? And I remember saying there was a country song that he made popular. Said, "I have friends in low places." Listen talking about the bar crowd and the honky-tonk crowd. Well, I have friends in high places today. Can you say amen? amen? Because I have a high priest that ever lives to make intercession for me. Hallelujah. How does He do that? He presents His own scarred body. He presents His own sacrificial love. He presents Himself to God as the Lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the earth in the mind and heart of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And He ever lives to make intercession for us. Amen. I'm so glad to know that I, I in, in all of my faults and all of my my prone to failure in areas, that He is standing. Even when I fall down, well, when I fall down, yeah. He stands up. Mm-hmm. When I fall down, I don't mean you give up, give in, let the devil defeat me. I'm just talking about, amen, not always hitting the mark like I would love to. Not always being in that place in faith that I would love to be. Not always loving my enemy like I ought to love my enemy. But when I fall down in an area, He stands up in my behalf. He pleads His own blood in my behalf praise God. I'm glad for the person that we're here to celebrate today. And that's why the young lady that was on drugs years ago that went through Teen Challenge and got delivered by Jesus, this person, that's why that she said he, about that Scripture, He's even able to save them to the uttermost. Uttermost means to the Father's extent. That means there's nothing you can... There's a lot you and I can do to thank Him. And to live a life of gratitude, but there's nothing we can add to what He's done to make us worthy of God's forgiveness. Amen. Can you say, man? No great work, no sacrifice. Though I give my body to be burned and have not a love, it doesn't profit me anything. Can you say, man? But the blood of Jesus profits me everything. Amen. How many are glad you got someone? interceding for you amen. Amen. i love intercession when somebody said pastor i'm praying for you i say, hallelujah keep <laughs> it up yeah. i need it i'm supported by prayer i'm sustained by prayer yeah. amen yeah. i am what i am by the grace of god and the intercession of people who pray for me yeah. praise god sometimes i feel a lift and i think where's that coming from it's not coming from the news it's not coming from television. It's not coming from the Hollywood crowd. It's not coming from it's not coming from Washington D.C. <laughs> amen. Give me a hearty amen here. Glory to God. Not coming out of Washington. Amen. Where's it coming from? Somebody, somebody. I feel is calling my name before the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I feel that something in my soul that is lifting me up today. Don't let the devil defeat you. Don't let him defeat you. You have representation in heaven. Amen. You'll never be good enough. This is not something to cover up for sin. No, it isn't. But it's telling you today, amen, that this person is the Savior. So that young lady on drugs, when she heard that Scripture, he's able to save them to the uttermost that have trusted Him. She said He's able to save from the guttermost where she was to the uttermost where God took her because of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm grateful for Jesus today. Amen. Amen. The resurrection's all about Jesus. He's the central theme of the gospel. The sacrificed Lamb who came to die in our place. Let me read 1 Corinthians 15 verses 1 through 4. Moreover, brethren... I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, wherein you stand, by which also ye are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins, according to the Scripture, and that He was buried And that He rose again the third day according to the Scripture. Amen. So we here today have gathered to talk about the person. And secondarily, the purpose of the resurrection. The person is Jesus. Say His name today. Just let Him know you know and you appreciate this Jesus who died in our place. This Jesus who rose from the dead for our justification. Listen to this. Jesus offered His shed blood as our sacrificed lamb to pay our sin debt. His resurrection assures us that God accepted His Son's death in our behalf. And it's the assurance, therefore, that we are truly forgiven. He was raised for our Justification. The cross paid the sin debt, but without the resurrection, there's no assurance and no evidence that his sacrifice was accepted by God. Only the resurrection gives that blessed assurance that we sing about. That's why it's so important. Amen. Speaking of Abraham and us in Romans 4 21 through 25, listen quickly. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him. For, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. How many has believed on him? that raised up Jesus from the dead. I was reading about William Cowper who wrote many beautiful hymns of the faith. He got in the Word of God and he saw how far short he was from the standard that God had set. He began to worry. He began to fret. He began to be fearful. And after a while, he was convinced that he could never meet the standard. That he could never be good enough to qualify for God's forgiveness and qualify to live in heaven. After a while, it wore on him until he had to be committed to an asylum where he spent several months in an insane asylum. A minister would come to him every day and read scriptures like I'm reading to you. I want you to be very careful when you get in the Word of God, because there is an enemy called the devil, and the devil is called in the book of Revelation the accuser of the brethren, who accused them before God day and night. His name, devil, Diablos, means a maligner. He's the one that says Mike isn't good enough. Mike isn't doing enough. Mike doesn't meet the grade. Mike doesn't meet the standard. Amen. He's telling some of you that as some of you know you're not good enough and you know you're not meeting the standard. We have an advocate. We have an accuser in the devil, but we have an advocate in Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 We have an advocate. We have one that pleads our case. We have a high priest that makes intercession. And we need to rise up out of that guilt and that fear and c- listen, imputed means put to your account. Now, my account right now in my in in my 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 little I got a little account that my dad used to have, and I just kept it for personal stuff. And when I say little, I mean little. Yeah. When they, when they take out the ten dollars service charge. I may be overdrawn. That's how little it is. <laughs> I, I used to think I could afford McDonald's until they went up on everything on that account. <laughs> and you can't necessarily do it. Everything's through the roof now. But if somebody came and, and I got a message from that bank and said some benevolent person who wants to remain anonymous... Amen. And Sheree, I won't, I won't tell your name when you do this. <laughs> amen. You want to remain anonymous. Amen. Someone that remains anonymous has put $100,000 in your account. And now you have $100,010. <laughs> Can you say amen? I'm going to tell you something. I'd go to McDonald's and tell them to supersize everything. Amen. If it's been put to my account, I would spend on that. I would, t- I would accept. Listen. I, yeah, it would blow me away. But I would accept it. I mean, come on. You, have you ever heard don't look a gift horse in the mouth? Why? Because it was given to you. Don't, don't, somebody gives you a truck. Don't just go look under the hood. Yeah, thank you for the truck. Then go look under the hood and see what you got. Amen? Amen? This is imputed righteousness. There's something called... Listen, salvation is a gift. If you try to earn it, it's not a gift. We're saved by grace through faith. It is the gift of God. Not of works lest any man should boast. There will be nobody in heaven that said, "I, I belong here. You know what's going to shock us about heaven when we get there? We're gonna when we when we put our listen, we're not just gonna put it on golden streets, but holy streets. Can you say, man, we're not just gonna throw through a pearly gate, but a holy gate. Amen. We're gonna walk into the presence of a holy God and holy angels. Praise Amen. God. And you know what our first thought is? If it, was, if it wasn't for the grace of God, <laughs> I couldn't be here. And I shouldn't be here. But I'm here because I received a gift. And I kept my faith. We're partakers of Christ if we keep our confidence steadfast to the end. Can you say amen? Listen, it's time to get out of the guilt, to get out of the fear, to get out of that place. Unless you're not right with God, well, get right with God. It's not a complicated thing. Praise God. Imputed righteousness means God's going to put it to your account, and He's done that. And then He calls it the gift of righteousness. Even your faith is a gift from God. It's something. It's a. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit, a product of God's Spirit within you, not just your ability to believe. Hallelujah! It's a gift of God. Hallelujah! I, I don't know about you, but I. I... I, when William Cowper, he, he went insane for a season because he felt like I could never go to heaven. I could never be good enough. I could never make the grave. And you know something? He was right. If it wasn't put to his account, there's no way he could do it on his own. That's why Jesus came. That's why he shed his blood. He was crucified. For our sins, he was raised for our justification, literally to make us right with God, and that's the gift of righteousness. Does it mean that you can live like the devil? Of course not. If you can live like the devil without chastisement, you've never been saved. Amen. He that committeth sin, he that committeth sin is of the devil. Well. That means to live habitually in without repentance, without conviction, without any compunction about it, just going on in it. It says you've never been truly born from above. You've never been truly born again. But friend of mine, there's nothing you can add to what Jesus has done. By grace you are saved through faith. It's the gift of God. Not of works lest any man should boast the righteousness you have with God through forgiveness of sin has been put to your account because of what Jesus has done for you. If we could get rid of the guilt, we could get rid of the disqualifying things in our life and say, Lord, I just want to live for You. I just want to do my best to serve You. And I know my best is going to be good enough. Hallelujah. Because it's not my best that brings Your blessing. It's what He did for me at the cross. Amen. Amen. How do you overcome the devil? The accuser of the brethren. As the accuser. And how often does he do it? He accuses them before God day and night. He's relentless. He never stops. Is it 12 o'clock? Am I? I got to watch if you don't move your wrist. It stops. Is it 12 o'clock? Yes. All right. So we got enough? No, we don't have that much time. That's okay. He accuses them before God day and night. What happened in the book of Job? See the enemy's tactic? It's nothing new. He's been doing it in one of the oldest, most ancient books of the Bible, the book of Job. Jacob saw a ladder. He described it as a ladder. It's a corridor between heaven and earth. And he saw angels ascending, holy angels, God's angels, ascending and descending coming up into the presence of God, receiving instructions concerning what God wants to accomplish for His people on the earth, and then they're descending. And in the book of Job, that same corridor is revealed. But an angel shows up that is unauthorized to show up. The devil shows up. This fallen angel. And what does he say to God? God says, what are you doing here? God knew what He was doing there. He saw Him coming. But God was going to prove a point. Listen to the point And listen to the principle involved. He came up to accuse. He said, you're bless, you blessing people. He said, if you quit blessing them, they wouldn't serve you. Nobody will serve you for naught. They're not going to serve you for nothing. They're only serving you, and they only love you for what you're doing for them. And if you wasn't doing for them, they wouldn't care nothing about you. And God says, All right. Have you considered my servant Job? Is that what he said? A perfect man. Perfect in terms of sinless? No. But in terms of his keeping God's commandments to the best of his ability, having a heart to serve God? Absolutely. But did you know something? He was on such a tight rope. Walking that tight rope. When things begin to go wrong. He said, "That that I what? Greatly fear. Do you know what the devil wants to fill you with today and me with today? The fear of falling, and the fear of failure, and the fear of missing the mark so bad that he yeah. don't qualify for any help from above. He wants to fill us with fear when we pray, Amen. That we're we don't we something is 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 amiss and." and Friend of mine, I plead the blood of Jesus. I come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain that that will kill fear, flat out dead. Everybody say graveyard dead. I come before the throne of grace. The Bible said we got a high priest. Amen. And he was tempted in all points as we are, yet without sin. He understands your weaknesses. He understands your failures. He understands your faults. He's not looking over them. But He said there is a way to deal with that and deal with the fear that you have. Praise God. Amen. Let us therefore, because He's been where we are, and He understands our frame, and He was tempted in all points as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy amen. and grace to help in the time of any need. Amen. Can you say "Man, The devil is the accuser. He said he won't serve you." And God said, my servant Job is different. And the devil said, let me at him. Now let me tell you something. I'm glad that I'm not that perfect oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad God didn't use me as the example he used Job as the example and the devil said you got a hedge around he said let me at him let me take the blessings and see if he'll still serve you still sir he'll curse you before it's over William Cowper was in a mental institution. My dad was in a tent meeting. I shared this with Doug. My dad was in a tent meeting. By the way, when I read Scripture, can they be authority? Can they be authority? I know some of your background. I know it's very hard for you to accept that this is a gift that you can't earn and that nobody deserves. There's going to be people in heaven who don't deserve to be there. Thief on the cross didn't have time to do nothing. But He said, Lord, remember, don't wait till then. You're putting eternity in your soul on the line. Don't you ever think that you can wait. You may not have that opportunity. But I'm going to show you God's will. Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn this world. Amen. I came to seek and to save that which is lost. It's the condemnation that we were under that brought Him to this world. Can you say, man, it's not His will that any should perish. Nobody. He don't want nobody to miss heaven. Nobody to go to hell. That's why He sent His Son. And the reason the judgment's going to be so severe, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation as this? What God is offering us that people are rejecting because they love darkness more than light, the devil more than Christ. Amen. He said, what excuse would you have when the judgment truly falls? I'm glad I came to Jesus when I did. Amen. And if I wasn't, if I wasn't a Christian this morning, I, I couldn't lay my head down and sleep tonight until I got right with God. Can you say, man, I want to be right with the Lord. He said, "You got a hedge. You got a hedge around you. Let the hedge down." And when the hedge came down, his flocks got stolen. Hedge came down. All his kids are in a house, and a whirlwind came, like a tornado, he smoked the four corners of the house, and it fell in and killed all his children. His flocks are gone. His children are dead. He gets sick with boils all over his body. I looked up why boils get on our bodies. And one of the reasons is because stress causes our immune system to be compromised and allows for those things to occur. Yeah. The stress he was under. While he was yet speaking, somebody came running to tell him some bad news. And while he was just getting that bad news, another runner come with more bad He didn't have a space to recover from anything until another hit and another hit and another hit. And, and did he just take it and say, well, bless God anyway. No, he didn't. He questioned God. And we would have too. Because he didn't know what this test was about. His wife was a big help, wasn't she? Saw him so dejected and depressed. Oh, and his friends. Oh, 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 yeah. His friends. You must have done something wrong, you hypocrite. They didn't call him that in words, but they implied it strongly. Can you say man? You've encouraged others. Amen. You've told others to trust God. Now look at you. Accuse, 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 accuse. In the fast God has chosen, one of the things we do is not just do without some food for a season. It's to take away, in Isaiah 58, the chosen fast, take away from the midst of thee what? The putting forth of the finger. Pointing the finger at someone to, to magnify their faults and criticize them for them. Amen. I don't want to be under a microscope. Because if you put me... have you? I don't like those mirrors, by the way. That you know, it's got one side that's your natural face, but if you want to see your blackheads, whiteheads, and the, any other heads, you flip it over, and it magnifies it. Ten, and it's, 10 X. I, I listen. If they ever film me, don't do it close up in 4K. <laughs> and you say, better yet, don't even do it in 1080p. <laughs> yeah. Because you'll see, it looked like heckle and jekyll was dancing on my face last night. That's crow's feet if you want to know what I'm talking about. (laughs) William Cowper couldn't accept the gift. Wouldn't accept the gift. And it drove him to the point of being institutionalized. He had a heart to be holy. Listen to Paul in Romans 7. The will to do good is in me. How to do good. I have real issues. I have a heart to do right. But when it comes time to do right, it seems like I always fail to do right. And he used the word wretched. Oh, wretched man... That I am. Who shall deliver me from this body of sin? (laughs) Wretched. You know what wretched means in the Greek? It means someone who has fought and wrestled until they are so weary they can't stand anymore. They are worn completely out. He feels helpless, he feels hopeless. And if He had stopped there, we would be left helpless and hopeless with our weaknesses. Who shall deliver me from this body of sin? Thank God through Jesus Christ. And the thought continues into chapter 8. Woo! Everybody say, let's get into chapter 8. Now therefore, there is no condemnation To them that are in Christ Jesus who what? Walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. For the law of the Spirit of life in Jesus Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. So William Cowper was in that vicious circle of sin and death. But the law of the Spirit of life in Jesus cancels that law. Another law has been brought to bear that cancels that law. Praise God. You can live for God. You can be free. You can rise up. You can believe when you pray. But you can't do it as long as your conscience is pointing a finger and the devil is pointing a finger and people will put you under the microscope. You know what they said about Jesus? Who was perfect. He hath a devil. He does what he does by Beelzebub, above the prince of devils. That's Jesus. You will never please everybody. And people will enjoy pointing out your weaknesses. Now, a good brother or sister in Christ will come alongside and say, hey, you know, this is, this is wrong behavior. You need to correct that. They're not there to point the finger at you. They're there to help you to deal with something that needs to be dealt with. What is the wounds of a friend? Or, you know, it's a proverb. Amen. William Cowper would have died in fear and desperation. But he walked out one day, sat down in the garden of this asylum. And uh, what a coincidence, is Popeye said. What a coincidence! What a coincidence. No, somebody had left a Bible there that had been reading it, got up and forgot it and left it open. And he picked it up and he began to read. He began to read. Amen. And you know where he read from? Romans 4, 21 through 25. And being fully persuaded that what he was promised he was able to perform. And therefore it was imputed counted to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed him. But for us also to whom it shall be imputed. If we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. Who was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification. Amen. How many are Protestants today? You're not Catholic, you're Protestant. You know what that means? A Protestant. That's what Protestant is. A pro- what are you protesting? You're protesting that old Catholicism. Amen. You're saying, you know what started the whole movement? Someone read that you could be justified by faith. A priest couldn't do it for you. Mary can't do it for you. Can you say amen? Only Jesus can do that for you. And when they, found out that, when they found out that you can be justified by faith, amen, they started a movement called the Reformation. Praise amen. God. And, and, and there was a break-off of the Christian church from Catholicism, Roman Catholicism. And they said, we, if Jesus is our high priest. We don't need that guy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We need Him. Yeah. Yeah. Solo Cristo. Become part of the creed. Jesus and Jesus alone. Solo Scriptura. The Scripture and the Scripture alone. Hallelujah. we got Christians today that came up in certain genres of the faith that believe you can do something. The Bible said after we're saved... We're created unto good works. That's not earning anything. It's working out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Working out means that we're living out what has happened within us. Praise God. Amen. We're living it out. It is God that worketh in you, but the will and the do of His good pleasure. Work out doesn't mean work for. When I first heard that, it was, it was presented as work for, work out your own salvation in fear and trembling. You better get it right every single day. You pass alignment on a pole, you better put on the brakes, stop, back up, witness to it. Cause if he gets killed before you can back up and witness to him, his blood's gonna be on your hands. And I thought, Lord have mercy, I'll never make it. Yeah. <laughs> they had me so disqualified from receiving the Holy Ghost because I couldn't believe I could be holy enough to be worthy of the Holy Ghost. Nobody told me how how the blood of Jesus had cleansed me and qualified me. Amen? But they told me a whole lot about what disqualified me. You go to the... We had an evangelist come and strawberry festival was on. People going there and getting strawberry shortcake and eating turkey legs and all that. Now they have deep fried candy bars and you know. And he said, Y'all going down to the feast evil. We call the festival the feast evil. Everything was sin. Everything was sin. Was. There's a whole lot of sin, but there's a whole lot of things that just not sin unless you make it sin. So I had a hard time receiving the Holy Ghost. I never felt worthy. Found out I wasn't. Except for the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Listen to me carefully. Justification is a forensic term. In the high court of heaven, we who have believed have obtained the gift of righteousness. We've been acquitted. God has granted us forgiveness. Made us right with God. Cancelled the innermost That me- cancelled our sin debt. Cranfield, the theologian, calls it the innermost meaning of the cross is that we can be justified by faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. The world sees a hopeless end. We see an endless hope. Let me talk about not only the purpose of salvation, which is justification, the person which is Jesus, but real quick, the power of the resurrection. Now I'm Pentecostal from head to foot and all in between. Everything was power to us. But let me let me run something by you. The power of the resurrection doesn't just begin with the dunamis. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That's power to do dunamis. And it means miracle working or supernatural ability. That's where the gifts of the Spirit come from. You've got the Holy Ghost. All the gifts are resident in the Holy Ghost and we're to covet the best gifts, but they're all in there because of the Holy Ghost in you and in me. Hallelujah. The real power of the resurrection begins with the fact that God can dwell in you and feel at home. Somebody say amen. 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 Oh, if I, couldn't, if I couldn't validate the Scripture, you'd tar and feather me. I could see it in you. Amen. You'd run me out of town. God can dwell in you when you get saved and feel at home. And people were shocked. What? Paul said, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple and that you are building fitly framed together for a habitation of God through the Spirit? Amen? That's why we want to live holy. Because the Holy One lives in us. Amen. And He feels at home. The disciples, they were concerned. They were saying, how is it that you're going to manifest yourself to us? And people were all over Him. They, the crowds were surging around Jesus. And, and they said, you, you know, they're trying to stay close to Him and everybody's trying to get close to Him. And they said, how are you going to manifest yourself to us? and not to the whole wide world. He said, if any man abide in me and keep my Father's commandments, I and my Father, that means a heart to obey, I and my Father will come to Him and we will make our abode. And abode means to feel right at home. (laughs) Hallelujah. The holiest persons of heaven can come into a human being and feel at home, not feel out of their element. And that's an incentive for me to live clean, to live right. My body is a temple, a building for God to inhabit. And He feels at home because a gift has been granted, a gift has been received. And he said, you're so right with me that I can come from my throne in heaven and live within you simultaneously and feel right at home. I know you're choking on this. I know you've got to chew on it. But it's the Word of God. I didn't say that. Jesus said it. Look at Him hard. Don't look at me hard. Be glad for grace. Thank God for the gift that He's given you. Rejoice in the Lord. Joy in God and enjoy Him. Hallelujah! Wow! Christ in you? What? Christ in you? The hope of glory. Why? Why? Because if Jesus, who lives and sits at the right hand of God, and He can come and live in you and me, does it is it logical to you that if the holiest persons of heaven can live in you, then you can live in heaven with them? Does that make any sense to you? Amen. Well, something must have happened because in and of yourself, in my flesh, Paul said, ain't no good thing. But something has happened in my spirit. Something has happened on the inside of me. Work out that salvation. Amen. But don't doubt it for a minute. Praise God. Work it out. Live it out. Flesh it out. But don't doubt it for a minute. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil talk you out of having enough faith to come before the throne of grace and to get the mercy and grace that you need to help you. Can you say amen? Amen. Job's friend said, You must have sinned. You must have sinned. What'd you do? Because if you hadn't sinned, none of this would have been happening to you. They didn't help you a bit, they added to the confusion and the accusation and the fear. When William Cowper read what I read to you, justification by faith, put to your account righteousness, he realized I'll never make the grade if the grade is sinless perfection. But I can make the grade if I have trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior and His shed blood is for my justification. And his resurrection is for my justification. And I can be right with God. And he came out of the asylum and became a hymn writer with great theology in every hymn that he read. They wasn't those little cute songs just driven by beat. They were driven by faith. They were driven by love. They were driven by truth in the Word of God. Thank God William Cowper found that out. My dad was in a service as we closed. He was in a service, evangelistic service. And the guy was really preaching good. And he said, the evangelist on the last night had a dream. And in the dream, he said, I was standing at the gate of heaven. And it was about ready to go in. And the Lord stopped him and called him by name. He said, you can't come in because you forgot to dot the I and you forgot to cross the T. In other words, you were not sinlessly perfect. Something washed over my dad. And he thought he could not go to heaven. And if he could not go to heaven, he must be on his way to hell. And pondering the fact that he couldn't be saved caused him to have a complete nervous breakdown. I was a young man when that occurred. And it imprinted him. It took me a year trying to convince him that he had done what was necessary. You thought he had that piece in his heart. He never had it until he. I spent a year with him, taking him to doctors and taking care of him as a caregiver. And finally, through the Scripture, convincing him that he had done enough. That he had done enough. And Jesus had done more than enough in his behalf. But he had a nervous breakdown. He thought he committed the unpardonable sin. To him, the unpardonable sin was not just blasphemy with the Holy Ghost. It's not living a sinless and perfect life. I remember when he put his hand under the hot water. And he couldn't pull it back. And it blistered, blisters that big. They put him in the hospital. I remember as a child looking up because they wouldn't let me in to see Him. And He had it all bandaged stuff and He waved to me. And I waved to Him. I remember 12 years old sitting on the back porch with my daddy holding His hand and praying for Him. I didn't have a dad that was helping me. I had a dad that needed me at 12 because I came to Christ at 12 years old. I came to... Oh, I, I, I fell away. But I, I knew what salvation was. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And my daddy didn't have that understanding. But he got it before he went home. Hallelujah. But he had issues. He would fall back and I'd have to pull him up again. I went in there, and he was starting to get dementia, Brother Taylor. I went in and, and I said, Dad, what's wrong? He said, Bobby, you're never gonna believe this. And I thought I probably won't, but tell me anyway. <laughs> he said, he said, he, he said, he was in the hospital there at Plant City, he said, with pneumonia. He said, I want to go down, I want to go downstairs. I want to go downstairs. And I got in the elevator and the door closed. And right over on the other, one, nobody in there but me, there was the devil. He said, Bobby. He pressed the down floor all the way down. I said, Well what'd you do? He said, I grabbed him. And I thought, Good, hallelujah. <laughs> 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 I grabbed him. He said, We fought. We fought. It must have been ten minutes. We wrestled. I hit him. He kicked me. We were back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And he said, finally, I yanked him away from the buttons and I pushed the up (laughs) button. And I thought, well, glory to God. Dad, you defeated him, didn't you? (laughs) Next time, use the name of Jesus and (laughs) you won't have to go through all that other trouble. (laughs) Rebuke him. You've got to rebuke this enemy of your soul. Give no place to him. He is the accuser of the brethren that accused them before God day and night. But now that Jesus has been to the cross and now that Jesus has risen from the dead. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Accuse them day and night, and they overcame it by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Amen. What what is the testimony that relates directly to the blood of the Lamb? Hold fast your profession of faith without wavering, for He is faithful that promised. Can you say amen? And that word profession in the Greek is confession. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. That, that Your profession of faith against the accuser is that I have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. I have trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. I have a heart to serve God. And when I have a fault, and when I have a fall down, He stands up yes, to intercede amen. for me. And when I come before the throne of grace... I come with confidence and I come with courage because I'm going to receive mercy and grace to help me in the time of my need. And if I fall down, I'm getting back up. I'm not going to wallow in guilt and I'm not going to allow fear to grip me. I'm going to rise up. If there's sin, I'm going to confess it. And I'm going to go... Forward in my faith and I'm going to believe God for miracles and I'm going to believe that I'm represented in heaven and that the blood of Jesus speaks of better things than that of bulls and goats. Can amen. you say amen? amen. amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. And then there's de- their devotion because of this kind of love. This kind of sacrifice. They love not their life even unto the death. If you really receive all that He's done for you and you understand what it cost Him to give it to you, you'll want to serve Him. You'll have a heart to serve Him. And you won't find it hard and difficult to serve Him if you fall in love with Him. Amen. Did you get anything out of that? Amen. So this is power to become initially rather than power to do. That's secondary. What did it say? As as many as believed on him to them gave he the power. That word power is not dunamis. That word power is authority. My dad gave me power of attorney to sell his house after the fire and pay off his bills. Power of attorney means I have been authorized legally To sign his name on any document. Jesus said, or the Bible says, that when you receive Christ as your Savior, as many as believed on him, to them gave he power to become, power to be, power to become the the legitimate, bona fide sons and daughters of the living God. It doesn't appear what we shall be, but we know who we are right now. Now, therefore, we are the sons of God. And we cry what? Because of the spirit of adoption? Abba Father. He authorized us to become not just sinners saved by grace, but become sons and daughters of the living God. Wow! So I'm not coming to Him, Amen, to some... Somebody begging for crumbs from the Master's table. I'm coming as a child of God. He's my Heavenly Father. And when I say a Father, the Holy Spirit verifies that. He bears witness to my spirit. That's the absolute reality of your relationship with God because you've been justified when He rose from the dead. Can you say amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So this year I want to tell everybody That Jesus saves. I want to tell the the worst sinner that Jesus will save you. God will pardon you. Christ has paid the price for you if you will only repent of your sin and come to Him. And then He'll help you to work out your salvation with fear and trembling.